Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Beloved, I welcome you to Bible Platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this opportunity to share your word with the world. And I pray in Jesus' name that the Holy Spirit will give me utterance. All my audience will be blessed and will be better equipped to carry on the work for which you have called us heavenward. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This is our year of diligent service. This is our year of diligent service. I've been speaking about the need for us to be diligent in everything that we do. And I've said that diligence means to be careful with the details. We cannot afford to be living lives as if there's nothing at stake. We must be careful with the details. I have had occasion to speak on the need to be diligent relative to the things that we hear because the things that we hear impact us negatively or positively. And then at the end of the day, what we do is influenced by, by what we hear. Today, I want to talk about diligence in terms of relationships. We must be diligent in terms of our relationships. And since Adam was the first to be created, let me begin with a father figure that as a father, you need to be diligent. So today I'm speaking on being diligent as a father. Now, in Psalm 44, the Psalm chapter number 44 and the verse number one, scripture reads, I'm taking it from the English Standard Version. Oh God, we have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us what deeds you performed in their days, in the days of old. I want to take it again. Psalm 44 verse 1. Oh God, we have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us what deeds you performed in their days, in the days of old. Now this was a psalm or song written by the sons of Korah testifying of what they were told by their fathers about the works of God in the lives of his people. Now, I want you to take note right from the beginning, the source of what they knew about God, their fathers told them. This is very important because as fathers, I'm talking about Christian fathers, we have been given an assignment. We have been scheduled to teach our children to share with our children our faith in Christ we need to let our children know how we have come where we have come to each and every one of us have personal testimonies how Christ revealed himself to us through his word how we came to receive Jesus as Lord and personal Savior and these are things that our children need to hear from us because we impact them by the things that we say. In John chapter 3, 
verse 11. John chapter 3, verse 11. The scripture reads, still sticking to the English Standard Version. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know. Fathers, in the faith, I want you to listen to me carefully. We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. So, what we know and what we have seen. The scripture is saying that those are the things that we speak of. Those are the things that we must speak of to our children. What do you know about God as a Christian father? What do you know about God? We are talking about being diligent in our relationships. And today we are narrowing it down to the father-children. And we are saying that we have a responsibility to share with our children the faith that we confess. We have a testimony. And that testimony must not die with us. It must be shared. What have you seen? What have you learned about God? About your life in Christ? Tell it to your children. Don't hold back. They can relate to it better. Your testimony. Your children can relate to, to your testimony better than stories about Goliath and uh, David as a smoke. Now all those are relevant. But what I'm trying to put across here is that you can't just be talking about the Bible. Go and read your Bible. Go and read. And sometimes your children may have a struggle because the Bible does not become alive simply because you do not share with them the testimonies that will make it easy for them to relate to what you are asking them to read or to what others are saying about your God. You are the primary source of their information and you have to have this consciousness that it is your duty to share how far God has brought you and what you have learned in your work with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we found something in John 15, 26, when Jesus spoke about the coming of the Holy Spirit. In John 15, 26, Jesus was speaking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I want us to catch some revelation right there, right there in that scripture. He said, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father. Now look at the source. When the helper comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. The Spirit will speak about me. And where is the source of the Spirit? Where is the Spirit coming from? The Spirit is coming from the Father. So Christian Father... You carry a spirit. You carry the Holy Spirit. And when you speak into the life of your children, sharing with them your experiences with God, you plant seeds that it will be difficult to destroy. Because when they face life situations and circumstances, the challenges begin to come. There is something that God can bring to their remembrance that will pop up from their subconscious. And they will remember how you shared with them that something happened and you thought that was the end of the world. But you prayed. You sought God. And God saw you through that crisis or those crises. And that will ginger in them the faith to move on. Because that is said has been there before. That is where we are driving to this year. 
diligently sharing our faith with our children as fathers, as Christian fathers. We can't afford to lose them. We can't afford to allow them to guess how it is like. There are things that we have learned that they don't have to go through the, the process of being thrown about before coming to a place of knowledge of those things. We must come to that place where we will equip them that they might have faith when they go through crisis that the Christ will come through for them because he did it for our fathers. This is our testimony. Our fathers have told us. Our fathers have told us. As a pastor, I know for a fact that sometimes pastor's children, that's a common thing that some people will say, pastor's children don't do well. Is it something that should be? No. No. The issue is that sometimes, not all the time, some of us make the mistake of sharing our faith with other people's children minus our own. So we are able to equip other people's children to be able to stand the challenges of life because they hear us share our testimony, share our faith. But when it comes to our own children, what do they hear? Probably because we are with them in the house, it's all about telling them what they've done wrong. And there is no relationship developing in the context of what we know about the God of the Holy Bible. Fathers, it is time for us to fill that void and begin to share our testimony, begin to share our experiences in the things of God with our children. And this is not something we do in a way that is not coordinated. It must be conscious effort, deliberate action to share our faith with our children. Now the spirit of truth proceeds from the father and he will bear witness about me. If Jesus says this, that the spirit that he was going to send was going to come from the father and that the spirit will bear witness about him, I dare say to every Christian father under the sound of my voice that we have that same spirit indwelling us and that if we share our faith with our children, as we heard in Psalm 44 verse 1, the sons of Korah saying, We have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us. If we walk the same path, one day, we may not be there all the time, but our children, when confronted with difficult situations, difficult challenges, and they have to make difficult decisions, will say of us that I remember what my father said, that God did this in their lives in a time like this and they will scale the bar and walk in victory hallelujah to the lamb of god now the verse 27 of john 15 reads and you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning this should be our ultimate goal that we will never lose our children when it comes to the things of the spirit that our children will take up where we live off because we have shared our faith with them. Because we have brought them to a saving knowledge of Christ. Because we were not careless, but we were careful. We were diligent in our relationship with our children as fathers. We made them hear the truth of the gospel. We shared with them our life experiences relative to Christ and the things of God. The people of God. 
Sometimes it will even be healthy to tell them about our disappointments and how church people or believers can do things that might surprise you. Tell them. Tell them. And let them know why those things are possible. Let them know that the fact that somebody is a Christian doesn't mean he cannot offend or cannot make a mistake. No. Let them know that we are heading towards perfection. We haven't arrived yet. Because as much as our spirit being is perfected and made holy by our receiving Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, our physical body is not born again. Now who should tell them? You, the father of the house, the head of the house. God is counting on you to begin this process and maintain it with diligence. When you do this as a father, you may not be aware, but what you are doing is that you are serving God by serving your children. Because the next generation is your children. And whether the next generation will be a godly generation or an ungodly generation depends on what you impart to them. So Jesus Christ was very careful. He did not only leave us, or in this context, leave the disciples alone, and tell them, now fend for yourself. He said, I'm going to impart something to you. It's going to come from the Father. And what I'm going to impart to you will make you witnesses. Will make you effective. Will make you powerful. How are we equipping our children? Are we teaching them enough? Are we sharing life experiences enough with them that they can say that minus us, they can stand up to the challenges of life? Are our children confused? We need to know where they are, what they are thinking about. Share with them, let them ask questions. What bothers them about God? You are the one who holds the key to unlocking those thoughts and providing answers that will make them strong in the faith. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. I'm talking about the Christian father being diligent with his children. We shall have occasion to talk about the Christian mother, but today my focus is on fathers. Glory to the Lamb of God. And let me chip in here and say something very relevant to what I'm saying today, or what I'm sharing today. Note this, Christian father, that it is not the responsibility of the pastor, the Sunday school teacher, or anyone else for that matter to testify about God to your children. And I want to repeat that. I want to repeat that. Somebody must teach your children about God. They must hear about God. They must hear about the workings of God. Remember our opening scripture, Psalm 44 verse 1. Somebody must share about God to strengthen them, to equip them, to know the reality of the God of the Holy Bible. And the first person assigned to do that is not the pastor, is not the Sunday school teacher, 
It's not the school teacher. The first person assigned to do that is their father. The father of the house. He has the responsibility of sharing his faith with his children. And this is not something that requires formality. In the informal setting, you have the greatest opportunity to share your faith in ways that the children will never forget. It doesn't necessarily have to be during a prayer time. You can just be playing with the kids or you can just be sitting together and or you can just be doing some household chores and then begin to share how far God has brought you. What are the situations and circumstances that you have faced in life? It is your responsibility to testify. I kind of stress that about God. Testify about both the positives, the triumphs, the days when you were on fire for God and 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 you walk in victory, the temptations that you were able to overcome, the challenges that you confronted and walked through and you didn't give up, but by the end of the day, you were victorious. Go all the way and share those things and put some faith in your children. But don't stop there. You have the responsibility to also share some of your defeats, some of your failures some of your doubts and some of your fears and how things were not going the way you had wanted and it got to a point you you doubted whether your prayer was going through or not i don't know about you but i've been there many times and can i tell my children that look this is the reality on the ground i even tell them as a pastor you know like if you want to work for god get ready with big shock absorbers especially in relation to church people because it is not as easy as you may see on the outside. Sometimes they will be stepping on your toes and you have no option. If you want to continue to grow in the faith, you have no option but to forgive and keep on loving and keep on keeping on. It doesn't mean you don't tell people you are not comfortable with the way they are mistreated. No, you speak your mind and you speak it firmly. But you have no option. Whatever they do, you have to grow out of it and keep on keeping on and let no bitterness be in your heart. How do the children get to that point? Fathers, it is our responsibility to share with them. Now let me go to First John chapter 4, verse 14. First John chapter 4, verse 14. And here the apostle wrote, And we have seen and do testify... That the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And we have seen. What are your children seeing? Because if your children are not seeing anything that you can show them and say that this is the blessing of God. I prayed for this and God has given it to me. This is the deliverance of God. This is the healing of God. Now, if they are not seeing that, what are they going to say? And who will better let them see? than you, the Christian father. I'm qualifying carefully because that is who you are, the Christian father. You are not just an ordinary father. You represent God first to the family and then to the outer world. And especially to my colleague pastors. Don't let us take our families out of the equation because you see our first church, and I will never stop saying it, our first church is our families. 
if you are a man of God or claim to be a man of God and you have no appreciation of your family, no matter how humble the situation is within your family, then I'm sorry, your work has a lot of question marks on it. Because the Bible says, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, if a man cannot take care of his own home, how can he take care of the house of God or the family of God? So, we agree with First John 4, 14, and we have seen and do testify the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So the reason the Son could execute that assignment, we want to find out, that's simply because Jesus said he always heard from the Father. Can our children say the same thing about us? Sometimes some of our children will just not want to hear from us because the moment they hear the sound of our voice, or voices, it's about something they have done wrong and we are coming at them with shouts and threats. So they don't, they don't simply like the Father's voice. But we are only reminding ourselves that that is not the way it should be. That's not the way it should be. The voice of the Christian Father should be a voice of assurance, a voice of safety. When your children hear your voice, they want to run to you. When things are so terrible and they are fearful, they wait for your voice. Because in that voice, they know that they have love and protection. Now let me take you to John chapter 5 verse 30. John 5 verse 30, the first part. Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, we are talking about what we hear, what our children hear, that our voices should be the most powerful voices that our children hear. Amen? That should be the most accommodating voice that they should hear. That should be the voice that when they hear sorts out everything, settles everything, no voice, no other voice can contradict the voice of the fathers or should not be able to contradict or contend with the attention of our children. The voice of the fathers, very important. No other voice, no other voice. Let me repeat, no other voice should be able to contend with your voice. When your children hear your voice, they know that this is the voice of my father and there is nothing that anyone can tell me that will change what my father is telling me. If my father says Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life, that is it. I accept Jesus as the Lord of my life and I'm not going to be dissuaded from following Jesus. So fathers, let your sons and daughters hear you testify of the grace and goodness of God. Tell them, tell them, please tell them, tell them how you have been able to come this far. I can't overstress that. Tell them about your days of tears and your seasons of joy. Tell them about your fasting and your waiting on God, your prayers that were answered, your prayers that have hanged and have not been answered, and what you have learned through it all. And don't stop it. Remember that Abraham had a great encounter with angels. And God told Abraham about his decision to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. For only one reason that the Bible shares, and I want to end on that note, I want to share that with you, and we end today's lesson on that note. Because, you see, my brothers, every single one of us have to be the Abraham of our families. So let me take that scripture in Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter number 18, the verse 18 and 19. 
Then the men set out from there, and they looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19. Note verse 19. For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and his household after him, to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. For I have chosen him. For what reason? That he may command his children and his household after him. To do what? To keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. So that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised. God has chosen you, Christian father. God has chosen you to command your children and your household. Now, the world commander doesn't make you a military general. It literally means to instruct. And when you give instructions as a father... You give instruction by way of teaching and training. Teaching and training. You teach the way. And then you train how to walk in that way. So as I said, each of us fathers should be the Abraham of our families. And share the testimony of our faith. Because here the scripture says, let me read the verse 19 again. For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him. To keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness. Let's teach our children righteousness. Doing right. Pursuing right. It is very essential for our age and for our time. Oh, beloved, let the fathers of our faith begin to speak God's word. And share God's words to our children. Let us do it with determination. And let us do it with diligence. May the good Lord bless us all. And remember the key scripture. Psalm 44 verse 1. Oh God, we have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us what deeds you perform in their days, in the days of old. May we also stand in that place that when our story begins to unfold before the throne of grace, it shall be said of us that we told our children the deeds that God performed in our days to the glory of his wonderful name. I'm your friend, Pastor Hans Metal, signing off for today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Oh,